you are now listening to or watching the It Takes All Kinds podcast. Yeah, and if you aren't, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to us now, or head on over to Drib on YouTube and watch the video version as well. And if you'd like to stay up to date on when we're releasing a new episode or any other fun information about the podcast, you can give us a follow on Instagram at It Takes All Kinds Podcast and on Twitter at ITAC Podcast. That's I T A K Podcast. Without saying much else, we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Internet. Welcome to <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, welcome to the Takes All. Welcome to the Takes All Kinds podcast episode fifty-five. You gotta get your mouth figured out, dude. Welcome to episode fifty-five. Welcome to Six Things All Lines Bonjest. This is the Takes All Kinds podcast episode fifty-five with special guests, Doctor Michael Henry. Yes, Gavin, that is correct. We just got done interviewing a very, very interesting guest who we've talked about previously, yes. Doctor Michael Henry of the St. Charles Ghost Tours, uh, for any of those who live in this area, which uh, probably quite a bit of our quote-unquote fan base does. Um, But St. Charles, Missouri, that's where Gavin and I grew up. And last October, Gavin went on a uh, this ghost tour and told me about it on the show. And as soon as he told me about it, I was so interested in this guy, and I wanted to go on the tour, and I still haven't been, sorry. Um, but I was like, we got to get him on the show. We got to do that. And so we did some finagling. Don't know if you can say that in 2022. Um, we did some finagling and got it set up with him and we just got done and it was, uh, very interesting and funny and just really cool to talk to him and to, to pick his brain about all this stuff that I don't know Jack about. And I think he got that yeah i think i made that very apparent to him you don't know anything i don't know anything but after this little intro that we're post intro recording we'll cut to that you guys will go to hear that um we will not be doing our usual segment what you're listening to um just because of this interview we want to focus more on that um and yeah that's really all i have to say gavin anything from you (laughs) Uh no I I don't and it was a really I had a, I didn't say a lot during this interview but I didn't really have much to say anyway because I had been on the ghost tour I didn't want to say anything I, I said more take, than you and I didn't even say that much more than you did I yeah I mean I was just like I didn't I didn't yeah anyway I had a lot of fun I it's I, it's honestly kind of interesting to hear what he has to yeah. say just because he's got a lot to say so I think I'll <laughs> pick up more once I re-listen to yeah. it again you know because yeah. a lot of things are going over my head um more than they usually yeah, you, do. I'm scatterbrained. But yes, without further ado, um roll the clip. <laughs> uh roll roll the credit that roll it. I I'm not super familiar with séances. So what what is what's like the goal of a séance that you would be doing there? Ostensibly the goal would be to contact the dead. Yeah. That simple. And so have you done many séances? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Yeah. I've lost track. Hmm. Actually, the form that they take, I'm writing a new one, a custom one. Okay. For the mother-in-law house. Um, you ever been to these cheesy auctions? Yeah. Uh, 
especially, you know, estate sales and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they often have a box of junk. Yeah. I'm talking about you could buy 50 cents, 75 cents, a dollar. And you never know what's going to be in there. You know, like I bought a box of junk in the, an auction in DuPont, Illinois, and it contained three fully operational parking meters. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I put one in each bathroom and on a stand and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, a short time ago, another friend of mine that runs estate sales, I bought a box of junk and it contained items that I truly believe belonged to the mother in law. Really? Wow. I can't prove it, but it fits the criteria. Right. And what, what makes you feel that it fits that criteria that it could? Well, she was essentially a prisoner. Mm. And um, they brought her down. You know, they didn't have uh, long-term care facilities in, you know, 1860, 1870. And she was very lucky to have this house built for her. Mm-hmm. You know, half of a regular residence. But uh, as near as I can determine, she was locked in. She was not able to get out. And uh, she was, again, based on the uh, newspaper articles I've managed to uncover, uh, she had money. And who knows, I'm not going to say it was that she was cheated, you know, I have no proof, but uh, she had no money while she was on site at the mother-in-law house. Mm. And they left her very few things, uh, a bed, a chair. Um, and a box of low-end keepsakes, like a wedding ring, a little figurine, some funeral cards, uh, mort artifacts, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they were, made from, they, people who own the house were keeping her prisoner there, is what you're saying? father-in-law, essentially. Oh, okay, I see. We don't even know her name. Yeah. Wow. So... Wow, that's that's crazy that you think you found some of the the stuff that she might have had. I can't say for certain, but it, it fits the criteria. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. We haven't even gotten to it yet. Yeah. And we're, I'm already, I'm <laughs> that's already what I mean. super it's, invested. You're engrossing. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I don't know. Behind me here, people think that's a green screen. This oh, okay. is my office. Oh, okay. This is what it looks like. I'm going to show you guys a secret, okay? Hang okay. on a second. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. What? Wow. That's my secret room. What, what's in there? What's in the secret room? <laughs> uh, my computers, servers, the high-end computer stuff. Wow. Did Now, was that there? Or did you oh, not? Have... Yeah. I built this whole office from scratch when I moved here. Really? That's awesome. And you made you made that room? Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> that's so cool. Put up the wall and built the door. Wow. And uh, that's a cheap uh, shield that you can buy on the internet for 20 bucks, you know, and I put it on hinges. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, now the secret's out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secret room no more. Yeah. I just mostly wanted a secret room. That's awesome. Yeah. Now I want a secret room. Put, yeah. one, put, put one in the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they'd like that or not. 
there's a whole topic that we could exploit about how the average ghost hunter um, re, uh, resists education. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. We definitely are. Yeah. Definitely I, Dr. Mark Farley runs the uh, Lemp Brewery Tools. Oh, okay. Also a doctorate, highly educated. He's my source that when I need something translated from Latin, it's like really cool. That's but awesome. we were talking about starting a school. Oh, that's and people got pissed off. <laughs> no, I'm self-trained. I don't need a yeah. Okay, that orb is dust. No, it's not. It's a ghost. <laughs> and uh, what does the EMF detector mean? Well, I don't know, but it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So obviously they don't they don't know anything. Yeah. Well, I can't say, but there's also <laughs> you know, I could I, I draw some some conclusions that are not necessarily polite. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they resist this and the self-trained thing. Also, there's a tendency, a trend right now. There, especially in the Midwest, that what I do should be free, no charge. Hmm. And I get a lot of feedback for that. But the reality is. I've got insurance, I've got performance bonds, I've yeah. got business licenses. Um, it ain't free. Yeah, you're right. not this you're not just down there gallivanting around. Like you have right. to there's laws and yeah. stuff behind what what you have to do there. So Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there gallivanting around. <laughs> they, they go they on enough of your down, tours and they just copy what you do probably. They burn down houses screwing around. Um, the general rule seems to be, oh look at that old house. And then they kick the door down and go in, and there's some guy sitting there in his underwear watching TV. Yeah, because it's a house. And, right. People live there. Yeah. There's, a, there's no respect for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That's sad. And that's sad that they, you know, people actually say that what you do needs to and, be free. I think that's that's kind of, that's ridiculous that, that people would actually say and that. I've encountered two events now, possibly three where, oh, my house is so haunted, I need somebody to come in and get rid of the ghosts. And somebody comes in, waves a bunch of equipment around, looks around, takes a bunch of photographs. Then these the people that own the house go on vacation, mm -hmm. and these guys pull up a moving van and, hold, and empty out their house. Gosh. What, really? Seriously? Yeah, I know of at least three, uh, two cases of that occurred. Wow. That's, that's it, insane. But they didn't charge for the investigations. Right, yeah. So that's, that's both equally sad and kind of uh, smart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a scam. Yeah. You know, it's you like know what it, I mean? yeah. But uh, you um. So do you know like the actual way to get rid of uh like, I guess not get rid of per se, but whatever the exterminate ghosts or you know is there a certain way that you would go about like unhaunting a house uh you know rather than scamming them, but is there a certain way that you go about unhaunting a house or if people ask you to like unhaunt their house well i'm very uh familiar with the accepted method and this is another one that's uh, pretty much explained or uh, ignored rather the spiritualist church out of lilyvale on the east coast mm. it is a legitimate religion they have guidebooks 
and uh, follow these procedures and do all of this stuff, that's where I begin. Um, the best way for this stuff, especially if the person believes it's an adversarial spirit, uh, talk to a priest first. Yeah. I won't touch it until a priest has been there. Hmm. And why, and, why uh, won't you touch it until a priest is there? Because you're worried about bringing that no, back? No, it's because of credibility, mostly. Okay. Uh, most of this stuff, uh, what I insist on when I do a, a full-blown investigation is, first of all, um, three to six months of journaling where get these little cheap notebooks you get from Target, the spiral bound, mm -hmm. and write down dates, times, places, temperature, who was involved for three to six months, hmm. every event that occurs. And 95% uh, of the time, what happens, the so-called event goes away when they document it and realize, well, gee, that only happens when the air conditioner comes on or stuff like oh. that. So you kind of rule out the the factors that could be what the events actually are. Precisely. what you're saying, yeah. And then yeah, what, and if, if, what they, if it turns out not to be that? You know, what if it does turn out? Well, then we take it to the next level. That's when we get a priest involved. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm picking on the Catholic Church or anything like that. They are less tolerant than I am in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. They will insist on psychological evaluations of the people involved mm -hmm. and what medications they're on. Wow. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, funny, but it shouldn't be. Uh, I had a person, I'm not going to identify them by sex or anything like mm -hmm. that, uh, calls me up, oh, my house is haunted, I'm panicked, you got to come help me and all this. And I said, you know, get the procedure do the documentation and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm sorry, their we'll cut it out. Particular, um, particular thought was one of my ghosts followed home hmm. after the tour. And I'm, I'm going to sue you if you don't get rid of this ghost. Well, <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. Right? yeah. It doesn't work that way. So I get them going on the procedure and they do all this stuff and, I didn't hear, I didn't hear, I didn't hear. It went about two months. And you can't ignore this stuff. Right. Because if they file suit, and they can, you still have to get it thrown out. Right. It gets thrown out immediately, but that cost me $500 in legal fees. Yeah. Just right. to get it thrown out. So call them up, say, hey, did you get rid of your ghosts? It's, oh, yeah, everything's fine. It's gone. I said, did you talk to the priest or the people that I told you? And they say, oh, no, my doctor changed my medications. Wow. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is that is funny, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. So so you do yeah. agree with, with them giving them a medical evaluation before yeah, going but, into that? Yeah, um, but I do have a background in counseling, and I know I'm not – qualified for it. Yeah. Right. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, um, so. let's do, I'm going to, I want to leave some of that, that in the interview, but, uh, I'm going to do like a, an official introduction here of you and then we can get more into the, the nitty gritty of it. So we'll get the trumpets out. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get the trumpets out. We got the band coming in in a second. Yeah. 
We got, we got the yeah. live band over in the corner over here. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, everybody, welcome back to the It Takes All Kinds podcast, where today we have a very, very special guest on. Our first, what I would say, official guest, yeah. uh, Dr. Michael Henry of uh, St. Charles Ghost Tours, uh, who does ghost tours here in St. Charles, where Gavin and I are from, and... Uh, we have him on today to kind of talk about all things ghosts and 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 all of that. We've already been talking about it yeah. a little bit, so I'll splice some of that in either before or after this. But yeah, thank you so much for for being on, Doctor Henry. We you know we like I told uh, like I told you and Gavin and I were talking about after Gavin went on your tour, he was talking all about you and all the stories you told and everything. And, yeah. and the first thing I said is, oh, we got to get this guy on to 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 talk yeah. about this because it was just so fascinating yeah. to me because i mean he's su- i mean dr henry is super interesting yeah so might as well have him on you know already yeah so we we thank you so much for for being here with us that's quite cool <clears throat> excuse me um, maybe not for long <laughs> i was eating pretzels earlier oh that'll oh, do okay, it yeah okay i'm fine now. yeah right. well thank you for 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 joining us and for being here appreciate you you taking the time to to come on and, and, and talk with with two guys about, about this kind of stuff. So I appreciate you being here. Well, I'll tell you what I can possibly yeah. probably too much. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's <laughs> fine. I'll take it. <laughs> too much too much is better than, than nothing, nothing at, at all. all. So yeah. So can you tell us a little bit kinda about what all you do about St. Charles Ghost Tours and kinda all that, just to kind of get a backstory of of who you are a little bit. Well, I've lived in St. Charles most of my life, and I've had family here since the 1800s. Wow. I actually have some letters and documents no one else has uh, access to. Wow. In addition, I'm a real researcher, an actual researcher. I'm one of the few people in the area qualified to handle ancient documents. Wow. We have to wear white gloves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, as an aside, when I was in Belfast uh, a few years ago, because of some strange people that I know, I actually had access and was able to handle a Bible that was bound in human skin. Wow. Oh, my God. That is terrifying. Because of your the, the, what, what you hold, you were, you were allowed to, to do that, well, is what you said. My credentials. Yeah, and, credentials. Uh, that's the word. I don't feel like I can reveal who this guy is. He actually is connected with the royal family in a very twisted way. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I that's really I cool. want to ask more, but obviously I can't. Yeah, we won't go any well, deeper to that, but <laughs> what I can tell you is he's a driving instructor. Okay. okay. And he trained some of the drivers for the royal family. Nice. So did where was this Bible at? Did he have to sneak you into somewhere to <laughs> take you through the catacombs? No, it's, it's in uh, it's in one of the archives in the libraries there. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, it's sealed environment, special atmospheres, and all that kind of stuff. It's quite mm-hmm. cool. They thought they had three of them, but it turned out two of them were pig skin rather than human skin. Wow. So what's the what's the what? story on on that? Not yeah, to, like why bind it in human skin? Yeah, where did that? How did that even come about? Um, we'd have to go back 600 years and ask him what the hell yeah. they were thinking. Yeah. Right. It's got to be, you know, that's where I, I wish uh, Dr. Farley was with me at that time because 
The book was beautiful. Every single page, so illuminated, color and all that. But I don't read Latin. Oh, so, yeah. And he would have translated Latin for you. Yeah. Well, significant amount in any case. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, that, so you've been living here f- for a while. So you weren't born here in St. Charles. Actually, I was born in North County. Okay. Okay. So close enough. Yeah. 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 And uh, I came out here quite early. Mm-hmm. And relatives here with questionable backgrounds, things like that, that I won't go into. Yeah. But uh, I uh, do a lot of research. I was fooling around in family stuff, big boxes of materials that everybody else ignore. And uh, I did find uh, a photo album, mm. turn of the century, 1900 photo album. With, uh, most of the men in it were priests. Hmm. which was kind of interesting, but the yeah. one guy, not the only one, and a letter written by, his name was Hiram Berry, living on Main Street in 1822. Wow. And uh, talking about various events, including the uh, the floods and the earthquakes, and essentially uh, he followed Horace Greeley's advice. He went west, and we have no idea where he ended up. But uh, this is what got me started, is he mentions in the letter that the letter's only two pages long. And he spends a page and a half complaining about everything. He lived in St. Charles. So. <laughs> That's typical of St. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. changed. You know, it ain't St. Charles. Yeah. yeah. Old town stinks. Yeah. Why would anybody build a town on a swamp? Right, right. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. A wagon and a mule, and I'm getting out of town before they catch me. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. Before they catch me. But anyway, the last <laughs> two paragraphs, he talks about a woman that lives down the march, is how he describes her. Hmm. She was 23 years old, had been married about a year, married to someone else, not to her. Yeah. She had a baby. The baby was fine, and she died a short time later, based on the dates on the circle of color. Very poor, and the only nice dress she ever owned was a wedding dress. Hmm. Wow. Hiram describes her lying in her coffin with her head just to one side, slight smile on her face, and her white dress trimmed with lace. And that particular documentation is my basis for what I call the Lady in White. Probably the most visible and most frequenting ghost we find on Main Street. So that was. So she is or is not related to you, or this was the person who you were talking about is, is related, related to yeah. you, but she was, yes, he was just a She is not. Yeah. yeah. She okay. is not. But I'm speculating here why Hiram was leaving town in a hurry. I believe the reason he was leaving in town is he was the father of the child, not the husband. Ah. <laughs> so I might be related to the child. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say? Who, yeah, exactly. Wow. So there, either way, there's a tie-in, whether right. he was just writing about her or, or not. But, I mean, from what you're you're saying, it seems like. That would have and, to be and the problem in the 
again and again problem I have, for example, with the historic society is the historic record is never complete. And sometimes you have to make your best guess based on the information you have available. And I will admit, I go for the cool stuff. You kind of have to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> rather than necessarily the absolutely accurate stuff. Right. It's as accurate as I can make it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, so does that case. does that mean that you does that mean you kind of, do you do you ever stretch it? Do you ever stretch the truth or do you take what's there and kind of inference off of that? You're asking the same question twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like No, it's like he he does it. Yeah. Oh, Regardless. okay. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Uh, I provide the information as accurately as I can gather it. Right. And you have to draw your own conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you, that's what, so I was just literally yeah. reiterating what you said. <laughs> so, uh, so that's really what got you started into like the, uh, the ghost hunting kind of aspect of it is because of the lady in white or, uh, and also because of your family history in St. Charles uh, as well. I've been looking into this stuff for more than 40 years. Right. Okay. And this is like the most current and the best document. Right. If, uh, way I can put it. But I have, gosh, hang on. I'm going to, if I disconnect me. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You you're need, good. Yeah. yeah. Do what you need that, to. But yeah, that's, that's one of my uh, library shelves. And that is all wow. very rare occult books wow i have close to five thousand books in my house oh my gosh and that is not counting the electronic stuff yeah right because most of the stuff that's hanging out there um is not in print yeah but there's a number of services out there that will that scanned all this stuff right and you can obtain them quite cheap they're almost unreadable because I mean you're looking at early English. Early English can be as hard to read as, as German. Yeah. yeah. In some cases, and uh, magic books go back easily until eight or nine hundred AD. Wow. And, and there's probably stuff earlier than that that is completely lost. Mm-hmm. The first ghost stories is in a Japanese book called Genji, G-E-N-G-I. And the book is 5,000 years old. Wow. And it contains a reference to virtually every fairy tale that we know of since then. Wow. We didn't necessarily have access to that stuff, but there's this tendency for humankind to have... A common story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You ever heard of Bill Moyer? I have uh, not. Yeah, I would say no. Find, find his book. It's called Hero with a Thousand Faces. Okay. Um, he's probably the top philosopher of this century. And in fact, George Lucas claims that this book, Hero of a Thousand Faces, is what Star Wars is based on. Really? I didn't know that. Did you know that? You're, no, I didn't you're know. Star, that. You're I'm the Star Wars. I'm guy. pretty big Star Wars guy, but no, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, and it's quite cool, and it's quite cool. 
And he first thing, one of the first things he references is Genji and the story of Gilgamesh. Oh, yeah, and, that sounds right. And the stories that were stolen and put in the Bible in various ways. Yeah. Wow. I uh, I learned about Gilgamesh in my global history class. That was like the basis for like an, to- for an entire exam. So is Gil- Gilgamesh <laughs> is one of the stories. Yeah. And it's what yes. what it's like what's a huge. Taken... It's a massive, really long story. It's okay. a like a it's like the epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh lived four thousand years by mm-hmm. the accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by most accounts, he's still alive out there somewhere. So, and um, I'll, I'll take this up. One of the people in my uh, group that I was talking about earlier, the performers. Yeah. Um, this is something, you know, I have a, a little bit of background in comparative religion also. And this is a thing that I had never seen. And once he started uh, explaining it, it is so obvious that it's painful. Um, you're familiar with the ast- astrology, right? Yeah. 12 signs of the astrology. Yeah. The Bible can be clearly and easily divided up to correspond completely with astrology. Really? Well, Genesis is the, you know, we have Aquarius there with the water, you know, John the Baptist in the water, uh, the twins. And all. I'm, I'm get, trying to get this guy off his, his, his ass and uh, write a simple uh, summary of this. So yeah, yeah, I can take it a little farther, but um, we got him going the other night and he's just rattling this stuff off and it makes so much sense that it's painful. Right. Yeah. Now you've heard of six, 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 right? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a typo. <laughs> What's really? the typo? Yeah. Do you know what a Fibonacci number is? You've talked about it. Well, the Fibonacci. Fibonacci? Yeah. yeah. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. I can't yeah. pronounce it. Yeah. I, who, yeah. Yeah. One, One plus two, two three. plus three plus yeah. four. Okay. 13 is a very sacred Hebrew number. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Fibonacci, Fibonacci, however you pronounce it. <laughs> da Vinci. 13 yeah. is 616. Okay. And so the, and so it's a typo. Yeah, well, it's hard to say if it's a typo or King James translators were just being jerks. Yeah, well, that's the because thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the Bible it is people. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bible is so old. It's who knows what's even. Well, that's the other thing. There. The Bible isn't that old. Oh. Yeah, the current version of the Bible um, goes at best, at best. Is only about six hundred years old. Really, it's like In the the fifteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. Okay, fifteen. Well, I'm being optimistic. Yeah. I would say twelve hundred to be really, really kind to yeah. them. But uh, most of this stuff was stolen from, and I mean stolen from Phoenician yeah. sources and pagan sources. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you you think about all the holidays that we celebrate; they were all, you know. Pagan holidays. holidays. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. I got it now. <laughs> I'm trying to piece things together yeah. here as much as yeah, I can. Why else would the key Christian, you know, Easter yeah. follows the first full moon or the first full moon following spring equinox? 
Right. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I honestly. didn't think. I no. just. I knew Easter was a pagan holiday, but I didn't yeah. know that connection. I, I thought it was just kind of random. Like which we don't is, know where it is yeah, every year. But which is if it's following. No, it's know. the yeah. first Sunday after the first full moon in equinox. Right. Which is it's it's funny just because like so, I I myself I still identify as a Christian, but I'm not. I like to say I'm not really like. I'm not connected into it the way that I used to be. I have my own set of beliefs and I, I believe my own things. And I, I, you know, I, I kind of told Gavin at this point, it's sometimes kind of like a little bit embarrassing to even say I'm a Christian just because of what, you know, the religion has become. And, you know, the, I mean, that, but that's with anything, of course, but, um, yeah, I mean, it evolves. Right. And, but I just think it's so funny growing up, like hearing about like pagans and witches and all of this, it was just like, you know, Oh, we don't even talk about that here. Like that's you bad know, stuff. That's yeah, hor- yeah. yeah. Why would you even talk about bring that bad up? stuff? Bring up bad stuff like that. But to see how closely related that stuff is is just it's 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 funny. You know, it's laughable. Well, you know, Krampus. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And Saint Nicholas. Yeah. Saint Nicholas was originally like the boogeyman of mm-hmm. the holiday season. If you kids don't be good, I'm gonna tell Saint Nicholas he's gonna come and. Put you in a bag and leave a bag of coal behind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that was a real threat because a bag of coal was worth more than a child at that time. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had, uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble for this. Yeah. The, uh, the Christmas thing they have on Main Street in St. Charles, which is really quite cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I closed down during that period because a lot of those small businesses, uh, 60% of their income for the year is Christmas season. Right. Sure. Yeah. Oh, there's no way I'm going to interfere with that. Right. But um, you've, have you ever been down there for that? Yeah. yeah they have yeah. cool characters and the historic Santa Clauses yeah. and Jack Frost and all, the all cards. that. I always think about the cards. Yeah, the that was such a thing. As a yeah, kid. Those are cool. That's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. yeah smart. Great idea. I had them talk one year into letting me do a traditional Krampus. <laughs> nice. Until they found out that meant I would chase the kids down the street, put them in a bag, and hit them with sticks, <laughs> and they didn't go for that. Yeah. So, so you were never able to. You just you you suggested no, I still, it. You know, I hate children, so I still think it's a good idea. So that answers my next question. I'm assuming you do not have any any kids then. No, I got fixed when I was 18. Wow, wow. when you're 18. Yeah, when I was that age. You could do that. You can't do that anymore. They won't let you. Really? What was the driving force behind that? I've never heard anybody who's 18 that has wanted to do that. I've heard people say, like, they don't want kids. So yeah. Donate, so, like, they'll donate their eggs. Maybe or... that's a bit too personal, but yeah. that, that's just... No, I, I have... I, I cannot see me driven by a parasite. You know, I don't want to go to soccer games, kids' soccer games, and wiffle ball and crap like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, in fact, in um, August, I'll basically get somebody to watch my cats for a couple of days, and I'm going to go to uh, training seminars in Texas. Nice. And I'll probably go from there straight to Europe. Wow. Um, I haven't been able to get to Europe, but I can just drop everything and go. Yeah. Right. You don't have anybody to tell uh, yeah. or anything like that. You can just get up and you do, just it. do it. You know, I have my my indoor cats, and I've got somebody that will take care of them. And, you know, 
a well-trained cat can go three or four days with very little attention. Right. And um, I have 13 outdoor cats. Wow. Yeah, I remember and, you had mentioned that, like, you kind of, uh, you feed the feral cats and some of yeah, the neighbors yeah. don't really like that. Yeah. I know you had mentioned yeah, that to her. But the people behind me take care of them. Right. Yeah. I just got to tell them, okay, I'm going to be gone for two weeks and they'll come out every morning and yeah. make sure they have so you you don't you don't have kids because you just you want to be able to do what you want to do what you want to not have a a parasite as you said (laughs) no you're right i mean you know i'm not a rich man but i'm not a poor man right but as a result my income is sufficient that i can do just about whatever i want in fact uh this meeting that i do on tuesdays and wednesdays it's a dangerous thing. Why is that? <laughs> because I end up spending and buying uh, magic equipment that I don't need. Yeah. <laughs> that is sometimes quite expensive. And you don't have to rationalize it to anybody. You don't have to rationalize it to your to your kids yeah. or to anybody, you know? Yeah. Precisely. Right. So where does the money go when you pass on? Do you do you do you need some you know, uh, the, some benefactors <laughs> to You know, that's a legitimate question actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the money is not so big a deal as my artifacts and my books. Right. Yeah, I would say yeah, so absolutely. too. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I mean, so, it, you may it, it seems like you have a lot of like really honestly priceless things that right. nobody could really replace even if they wanted to, you know. Well, right. They're not necessarily expensive. Right. But extremely difficult to replace. Right. Yeah. And like rare to find again. So do you have some, do you have someone or somewhere where those will go off to that, you know, is no. that even something I'm even worried about? Not really. My yeah. brother does fine by himself. He keeps buying motorcycles and wrecks them right now. He's in a wheelchair. Oh no! Oh wow! But he's he'll get out of it. It's just yeah. his current therapy from his last accident. Right. Yeah. And um, he doesn't really care and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no library or anything. Uh, I wish there were a magician's library, especially local. Yeah, well, Midwest. That I could yeah. you know, pass some of my books to. Yeah. In fact, I'm not going to use this as a sales thing, but uh, there are a bunch of books right now that I need to sell. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily need the money, but I need to get them into the hands of people that will appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's something you could like, I know a lot of people do, will will do like Facebook auctions. Do you have like a Facebook following of people that would be interested in that kind of stuff? Yes, but the group is so, uh, so small. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, finding the people that. uh, It's very niche. Yeah. Yeah. And I make things too. I, uh, don't have anything within reach, but with my 3D printing and CNC and, um, you know, my laser cutters and all that kind of stuff. What do you, what do you make? adding to the problem. Yeah. 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 You are the problem. You've become the problem. What do you, what do you make? What do you need? I don't know. What do we, I I don't know. I also have degrees. I also have degrees in mechanical engineering, electronics engineering. Wow. Um, my master um, and human resources, my undergraduate, my master's is computer science. My PhD is communications. Okay. That was one of my questions is what is your, what was your PhD and, in? Um, you know, 
Well, I have a stack of books right there that are uh, technical books. Oh, okay. For the 3D printer and stuff like that. Hang on one second. I'm gonna okay, yeah, take it. your time. Yeah. Let me, I'll show you this that I, I printed out last night. Yeah. Okay, this was in the way, but this is going to become my door knocker. I don't know if That's you can awesome. See it. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's a dragon. Yeah. Uh, was so that 3D, 3D printed? printed? Wow. Yes. Oh, it's great. It's not finished. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I got to do the post processing, paint everything, and all that. And uh, this was my goal, and it's absolutely stupid. It's pointless as hell. But I printed out because the technology in this case fascinates me. Yeah. This is uh, printed in place. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, once I pull it off of the printer, it's fully articulated and it's really cool. I have no reason. Crazy. <laughs> to have a 3D printed dragon, but it's just so cool. Yeah, it is. That's aw that's insane that it prints like that and it moves like that. Yeah, too. I've seen yeah. I've seen TikTok videos about that. Really? Is, uh, yeah, I've that's, never seen that. that's why I did it is because it moves like that. And, yeah, you know, that's, just pick it off the bed and it's ready to go and it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So anytime so. you need a dragon, you just got it right there. <laughs> Boom! Right there. Just wait a couple hours, you got it. So that's a pretty big 3D printer, then, right? I mean, I don't think I. It has no, to there, be. They're industrial quality. Yeah. Um, without going into detail, I've been involved with this since 1968. Wow. Whoa. It's, uh, working in McDonnell Douglas in a department, we called it at that time rapid prototyping. Hmm. Some of the first so-called 3D printers ever built. Wow. And uh, these devices cost four and five million dollars each. Mm -hmm. Okay, the device here that produced Mr. Dragon was less than $2,000. Wow. And it's far more sophisticated than the equipment I was using at McDonnell Douglas. Oh, I'm for sure. sure. Yeah. So you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't know you had all those degrees. Uh, I didn't either. Yeah. Did, where did you, uh, where'd you go to, uh, where'd you go to college? Like, where'd you get all these degrees from? Various places everywhere, like Lindenwood, yeah. like uh, mostly Washu. Wow, nice. All right, yeah. Just taking the class. That's the problem. Is uh, between you and I, uh, my PhD is technically an honorary degree. Okay, hmm. and the reason for that is I have so much college. They actually invented a degree for me. <laughs> and which degree is that? <laughs> the communications. Oh, the PhD in communications, that one? Yeah, which, in, you know, and they took my book there as a dissertation. Yeah. That's sweet. So you wrote a book about the, like, about your kind of tours, your, about the, the ghost stories that you have about St. Charles? That is you historically as oh, different yeah. as I can make it. Yeah. So that's taken from all your, yeah. your artifacts. But and, that's and my sixth book. Wow. Okay. And all of the other ones are computer technical books that were used as textbooks in computer classes. Oh, okay. So those aren't so like, those aren't ghost related yeah. books. Those are actual um, technical books. They could kicking be. Around, <laughs> I'm kicking around another one. If I get off my butt. Yeah. Um, St. Louis is a weird city. Yeah. It's amazing 
how much stuff happened here, good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, wink and blinkin' and nod, you know that poem. Huh? Hmm. The author of that poem was murdered in his house in downtown St. Louis. Wow. I did Think about that. the music, if nothing else. Yeah. Scott Joplin, Jelly Roll Morton, Ike and Tina Turner, Chuck mm-hmm. Berry, all out of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, Nelly. Nelly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there I've Scott actually... <laughs> Actually, I've sold another book. I get off my butt and write it called Sinister St. Louis. Wow. And there is strong evidence that Jack the Ripper was actually in St. Louis for a short time. Really? I Because I, I was looking, I was kind of uh, snooping through your, your Facebook last night, and I did see from maybe it was a few years ago that you said you were in London researching Jack the Ripper and that there might be a connection between the two. And that was where you left it. And of course, that makes me go, I need to know more. Well, what's the what's the connection there? It's still nebulous. If you want to look into it a little farther, and uh, it's all over traditional research sources, Francis Tumbletee, T-U-M-B-L-E-T-E-A, is currently the most probable candidate for having been Jack the Ripper. Okay. And uh, he's from Rochester, New York. Oh. Got in trouble there for reasons that was not clear. Went to Whitechapel. Mm-hmm. He was in Whitechapel at the right time to have been Jack the Ripper. I see. Have you seen pictures of the Jack the Ripper stuff? There's pictures of, like, because, you know, obviously. Like what they think he No, like, like, actually, just, like, crime scene photos of it. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. They're pretty. They're pretty yeah. bad. They're I haven't. It's, it's I didn't terrible. even know that stuff like that. When was no. when was Jack the Ripper? 1880. 1880. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen. I didn't even. Yeah. They didn't care. It's just prostitutes. We don't care. Right. You know. But uh, Tumble T was there, and while well, there's twenty. There's five of what they call the canon murders. Mm-hmm. Beyond a doubt, were Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tumble T was arrested for sodomy. Mm. spent a year in jail and while he was in jail no ripper style murders got out came back to rochester new york while he was there three ripper style murders Mm. got in trouble there came to st louis lived in the jefferson hotel with william lemp the lavender lady had just kicked him out of the lemp mansion for messing around with prostitutes he hung around with Tumble T for uh, six months. Then Tumble T had a heart attack, died, and they shipped his body back to Rochester. Wow. I did not even think about that yeah. type of connection. Well, especially the limp connection. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't you know? that fascinating? Yeah. That's even what, – what is the – without going too far into it, what's, what is the story with the, the limp mansion? I don't know – I've never been on that tour either, and I don't know much about it. But I've always heard about the, the yeah, Lemp Mansion, Mansion and yeah. stuff like that. What's the sh- what's Talk the to short Dr. End Farley of it? about that? Okay. Um, okay. So now getting back to kind of St. Charles and, and and the tours and stuff, what makes St. Charles so fascinating to you about with with ghosts and with everything, especially just surrounding Main Street? You know, like why. Uh, obviously with the the research that you've had it's kind of come to that but why did this 
become the spot for you to land on for these these tours? Well, you're kind of asking hard questions and okay. at risk of sounding like a jerk, you're asking meaningless questions. Okay. Um, there are close to 250 ghost tours in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Many of them are really dumb. Okay. <laughs> they come, oh, man, I can do a ghost tour, and they run it for two or three weeks, find out how much work it is. Mm. They don't get any uh, response to it, and they quit. Um, and uh, I decided this is... You know, I had a bunch of people from London on the tour a short time ago, and they referred to St. Charles as an underexploited historic location. Hmm. And that's what got me started on it. It's like really cool. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Now, a- another way to examine the really cool stuff that's on me. Yeah. 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 So it just kind of started, it just spawned from that after. Yeah, pretty much. They kind of said that. Huh. Okay. You know, and uh, it's more complex than you think. It took, uh, it takes two to two and a half years to get a ghost tour started. Really? With the research and everything that goes into it? Well, just people finding out you exist. Even now, the most common question I get, oh, man, I keep meaning to go on that. Or the other one is, I didn't know they had ghost tours on Main Street. (laughs) That's how it was for me when Gavin told me, I, I think on the podcast, yeah. when he told me about it, I said the same thing. I, I would have never, you know, I would have never known that. It's just sad. I've been, been down there before whenever he was giving ghost tours, okay. and that was kind of how I found out about him. Yeah. And my mom and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, maybe we ought to, uh, there's a podcast for you. That, that was actually one of my questions. Do, like, what was one of like, the do a live feed of it? Well, I was going to ask you. Um, if, at least record it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things I was going to ask you about is maybe we could um, sometime in the near future come down there and, and do a tour and we can, I'll bring a, 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 cam, a camera crew along with us <laughs> yeah, and we can film with it. A, with a light on top. Well, no, I'll bring someone else because oh, it's, really? it's, it's, it's me and you experiencing oh, okay. it. Okay, so. yeah. So if you'd be down for that, yeah, let's, we can definitely I mean, talk as long as you don't that. do the whole thing, just do the cool things. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I don't want to just do the whole tour. Yeah. That would be kind of, that would take away from, from your stuff. Right. Um, and do you still do like special midnight tours still? Could be arranged, but. It could be arranged. Oh yeah. The midnight one is actually a pain in the ass. <laughs> Once it's dark, mm-hmm. what difference does it make? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's midnight. Yeah. Well, then that's that that answers my other question, which was, is there even, you know, a point to doing it at midnight? It is with what we call the muggles. They listen to my opening. We walked down the street, went to the first stop, which is not a very exciting stop. Yeah. They went behind the building into the space that is like purportedly haunted take pictures, listen, do this. I gave them all the instructions. And I'm thinking, okay, this is taking an awful long time. Then I saw on the other side of the building where they were sneaking out and they got in their car and drove up. Hmm. I've never had that before. I've had people quit in the middle. Yeah. yeah. But they're usually polite enough to say, 
you know, this is just not what we expected, and this is cool, and that and back forth. Yeah. I'm not sure how to react to this group. Right. Yeah. But I'm not sure I care because I got paid. Yeah. Right. One way or another, it worked yeah. out for you. Yeah. I mean, that does suck that, you know, there's people out there that do things well, like said, that, but... They said, are we going in the buildings and this and that? And I said, you know, everything closes down here at 6 o'clock. Right. If we go in the buildings, that would be called breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. Especially without permission. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did, and they didn't get it. Yeah. That's sad. Well, it's just interesting. Yeah. 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 So I, I have a question. Uh, so with all this ghost stuff, have you ever had like somebody on your tour or have you ever had an experience where you've like felt a ghost like touch you, like breeze across you or like I've I've seen like on like you yeah. mentioned ghost ghost adventures before on your ghost tour that they stopped by St. Charles one time. I know that they've had a history of like um, they've had people like come out with scratches on their back sometimes from apparitions and stuff like that. Um, my, I, this is a two part question is, um, have you ever had that happen to you? And, uh, is that credible? Is that a credible, like ghostly thing that ghosts do? Pretty frequently, actually. Um, I don't want to say every tour, I'd say one out of 10 perhaps Mm -hmm. where we get things, um, especially tactical people being touched. Um, temperature changes, mm-hmm. things like that is actually quite common. That is not uh, what I was expecting to hear. I thought you were going to say, no, it never happens. Yeah. Uh, I, that, no, it does happen. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That, so that you, took me by surprise. have you personally felt like that kind of, that kind of thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I usually don't point it out because I want other people to notice it. Right. Yeah. You know, and if it points out, I will confirm or deny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I say, oh, my, did you see that? Oh, look at that orb. Oh, look, you know, can you smell that? Maybe somebody farted. But but if they bring it up, then I can confirm or deny the event. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's happened before. Right. Right. So with with that, is there – are there different types of, of ghosts, so to speak? Like, are there, they, do they take on different forms? Are they called different things? Or are they all just the same thing and they act in different ways? I generalize and call them manifestations. Okay. And um, the analogy I always use, backing up slightly, a um, hundred years ago, did molecules exist? No. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they did, but... Like we didn't have the technology or the uh, nomenclature right. or the ability to detect and uh, quantify. Right. My math unfortunately stops at calculus, <laughs> but oh, I am seeing things in quantum mechanics that could explain what we call ghosts. Mm-hmm. Parallel universes, time slips, string theory, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, the basis that I use, um, perhaps in a hundred years, we'll know exactly what this is if we continue to observe it. The problem is the high incidence of people that do not 
observe and, and uh, record this stuff methodically. Right. And at risk, it's called paranormal for a reason because we don't know. Right. And as long as it remains paranormal, the uh, quantification of this stuff will remain extremely difficult. And once again, uh, my math is not there for this stuff. When in doubt, I want to think it's ghosts. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Right. Well, it's more interesting to yeah. think of it that way, you know? Yeah. It's Absolutely. More fun. Yeah. So, so ghosts can be, aren't just because, you know, the way I've always thought of it, it's usually someone who's passed on and is haunting that place or, or, or whatever so you you are saying that it can be from a parallel universe or or something like that it's not just i don't know you don't know okay but uh, do they in take general there are two types of manifestation mm-hmm. spirits and ghosts okay and uh many of them are simply very high energy impressions at a location mm-hmm um, they do not interact. They appear, walk down the steps, you know, fall off the uh, balcony once again, any number of things. And then there's the spirit, which is the entity we seek in a seance. Hmm. They interact. They will often answer questions. Um, and this gets into ethical issues because I absolutely refuse to attempt to contact somebody's dead relatives. And why is that? Well, who knows what emotional things you're going to be stirring up. Right. Or some bad, or like bad, bad family history or some bad blood between the old relative, you know, the recently deceased and, and their living relative and spite. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Right, and plus that's where most of the uh, true scam artists come from. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, grandma told me this. Look under your couch, you'll find yeah. ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, it's not there. Well, give me ten thousand dollars, and I'll help you find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go. They go through the obvious stuff that they probably already know about the yeah. person. Yeah. Based yeah. off. It's of called cold read. Yeah. Yeah. So you will do it. With like you're explaining with us with someone like that the, the mother-in-law yeah mother-in-law house like if it's documented even still there's a lot of guesswork mm-hmm. with creating that is that to the purpose of aiding in you contacting them through a seance if that makes that's sense correct. okay that's absolutely correct okay. So that's because just kind of like maybe... everybody in the correct state of mind, the probability of actually contacting something, even if we can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have nothing at my fingertips right now to, to demonstrate because I'm setting up for uh, tomorrow's video conference. Mm. But... Uh, <sighs> There's a lot of things that, some of which I hesitate to share. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. And 
quick and stupid here. I don't like using playing cards because as soon as I get a deck of cards out, it feels like a magic trick. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I always, I, anytime anybody that, my age kind of does that kind of thing, I'm like, oh, they're going to do a magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I use tarot cards for the most part. Okay. And um, we'll try this. No promises. Uh, the problem also is over Zoom, you can't touch the cards. Right. Yeah. And you have to trust me, for example. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tilt this down slightly so you can see the deck of cards. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to cut the cards. And uh, put them back like this so we know where the cut was. Okay. All right. Now... The spirit that's here tells me that the card you cut to is the eight of clubs. Hmm. It doesn't get any simpler than that. So how did that? <laughs> I'm already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It's it's just that that's just super cool. I don't even know what you did. But how but. is that not a magic trick? Because you said yeah. you don't want it to sound like you're doing a magic trick. So what was that? I can't explain it. There's a lot of things around me that happen that I simply cannot explain. That's why I didn't. I I wish I could lay my hands on a tarot deck. And I'm actually much more accurate under those conditions. Mm -hmm. And um, I keep this deck here just in case I need a deck of cards. But, um, you know, there's what? One in 52 possibility of this occurring? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you didn't count those cards or nothing. That just... You saw me. I just picked the deck up. Yeah. Well, you didn't even know the, the cards box. were there. You were looking for the cards. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I'm I, not trying to call your bluff uh, or anything. I'm just so confused on well, how that just happened. He's a medium. Medium between the... Baseline is... I don't know. A lot of things happen around me that I cannot explain, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. So could I, do you think I could do that? If I went and got a deck of cards, would I be able to do something like that? Do you want to grab one? Oh, yeah. Tough call. If you're, um, if you're in contact with the spirits that are in your area, it's a tough call. Well, this is another thing I wanted to get into. I, I am not, Oh, I shuffle it because I think oh, those yeah. are that's a new pack. Um, I wouldn't consider myself like a skeptic or anything like that. But like I've always told people when they ask me, oh, do you believe in ghosts? I kind of go, well, I've never had any experience that's made me feel one way or another about it. You know, and I don't know how you feel, but like I've I, never. I've watched ghost shows since I was little. I, I think it's super cool. But have you personally had something where you're like, what was that? I can't uh, explain why. Yeah, that our old house was really creaky. Um, our our the first house that we lived in was, or the second house we lived in was really creaky, and like, uh, I, I can't tell if it's just my own hallucinations or the the house moving or the wind or whatever, but there would be times where I would, I swear to God, I would hear somebody walking. Not that anybody really? died in our house or anything like that. As far as I know, but just unexplainable. But just like somebody's walking and nobody moved, like everybody's asleep. As somebody's walking 
wasn't the dogs they were sleeping too that kind of thing yeah, yeah. just like that like where'd that cat come from <laughs> yeah. um <laughs> he summoned the cat you know? yeah so what, what do Let you mean inflate the cat here <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you say to someone like me who's never had that kind of experience and i'm not doubting i don't want to sound like i'm a doubtful person but you know and i'm also not part of the like i have to see everything to believe it because yeah. You know, I believe in certain things like that. I've just never personally had an experience that's made me feel strongly for or against it. Okay, we'll try this. It's completely a risk. Pick the deck of cards up. Okay, just pick the whole deck up? Pick the whole deck up. Okay. You got the whole thing? Uh, no, I've missed one card. Okay, now I have the whole thing. Okay. Just kind of... Yeah. Now... Move the cat butt here. <laughs> Princess Gracie. Gracie? Gracie. The whole story. Aww. Princess Gracie. Um, now, sit it down. Okay. Put the deck down. Cut the deck. Okay. Okay, set that down, that top half down. And put the other half on top, kind of crosswise, yeah, like that, so we know where it was cut. Cut call. Gracie is not helping. <laughs> She's named after a crazy lady that uh, uh -oh. murdered cats and buried them in her basement. Well, that's, oh, that's, that's a, a nice name yeah, for a, a nice cat. Name for a cat. Okay, uh, pick the deck up where the where you cut. Take okay, a look at it. I believe it's the King of Spades. Six of Hearts. I was close. <laughs> What's the next? Well, let's see what the bottom one is. No, That's Ten of Clubs. I, I can't promise this. Yeah, I know, and no, the you're right. Definitely and it's over Zoom. And... and like you said, you have yeah. to be there to do it. Yeah, precisely. But do you think that I could cut it and call what it is? Yeah. You think I could? If Do I have to do anything to be able to... Do you want to know how it works? Yeah. Okay. Um, you shuffled the hell out of them. Yeah. And I was watching. And over Zoom, it's very difficult. Yeah. Here's all you do. Pick the deck up. Okay. Look, look at the bottom card. Got it? Yep. Set it down. Okay. Now cut the deck. Take that half. Put it on the other half sideways like we did before mm -hmm. no 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 the other oh. way the cut the part that you cut oh okay the bottom part yeah sorry i'm trying to make sure i'm missing okay now this flies by most people oh now i'll talk to you for a minute about this and that and back forth and and gracie having been an, a, exposed to a murder and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. you forget that, it was that the, bottom. the bottom card is still the bottom card Pick the deck up. And it's going to be the six of hearts. Yep. Because that's the one. Yeah. So that was magic then. That was a magic trick, yeah. Yeah. Dang it, it goes by so, everybody. Why did you make me believe plus? that it was it was spiritual <laughs> things now? I thought I was because having... Because you can. <sighs> that's called a cross-cut force. It's like the easiest magic trick that you can do. Well, and with just a little bit head. of bullshit, it blows everybody away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just happened to me. I'm sitting here, you know, thinking, 
Wow, right. this guy's got some sort of contact with something right now that he's pulling on us, and then it was as simple as that. Yeah. So I really wanted to ask you, um, what is the crazy, well, I say craziest or scariest in quotations, of course, um, connection with the, the spirit world that you've encountered personally, not like been recounts it, but actually experienced. That's a tough call at a couple of levels, actually. Okay. Um, I was involved as a consultant. Um, ever heard of the Booth Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was consultant to their film, The Haunted Boy. Okay. And I actually have like 45 seconds of screen time in that film. Oh, nice. And we are probably the last group that ever went into the real exorcist house. Wow. But the thing is, in most cases, a location does not become haunted, if that makes any sense. That's pretty rare to happen, right? Yeah. But we did. Anyway, the people that bought this house, they're only the second owners. And they were going to like open up the house and do tours and make all this money, right? Well, the guy came home from work one day and there's some guy in long red underwear, his face painted red, setting his bushes on fire. So we decided, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. So, you know, when like uh, the radio stations and that, oh, we're going to the exorcist house and this and that. No, they're not. They take turns being the exorcist's house. There's like five or six identical houses in the area. No way. That, uh, you know, the radio station give them 5,000 bucks. Okay, you're the exorcist's house this year. Hmm. And uh, I actually am not permitted to tell you where the real house is any longer. It's not on. I thought it was on uh, Belnor. Yes. Oh, okay. I can cut that out then too. If that is, if I'm not, if I'm not even allowed to say that. Which one? Oh, I don't know that. I just know it's There's somewhere. Five or six identical houses on. Yeah. Belmore. I. The only reason I know it's on Belnor is because my next door neighbor that I grew up with, his, his, uh, grandma, uh, lived there, and his dad grew up on the same street on on Belnor. But I, I don't. He's probably pointed out to me, but who knows if it was even the right one? They they take turns being the exorcist. Yeah, like you said. So, so that was. So, would you say that that's one of the scarier places that you've been? Is the actual exorcist house? Is that like? Did yeah. you feel like a pre- presence that, there? Or that's like um, the most the place that I've been that was the most upsetting to me was uh, the Anne Frank house in Amsterdam. Wow. It's not haunted. Yeah, but yeah. just. But imagine going to the same place, looking out the same window that Anne Frank did. So mm-hmm. you have to turn sideways to go through some of the secret quarters that they had traversed to get to the area in which they lived for that period of time. Right. And then they were turned in by neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's just upsetting. Yeah. 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 You know, like I don't think I could go to Auschwitz. Yeah. Or any of those places, just because I know what happened there. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the area that I was in, once again, this friend of mine, that's a little squirrely, the uh, driving instructor, mm -hmm. I did get to go into the non-public crusaders graves that are in the Tower of London. Wow. And that was just really cool. Yeah. yeah. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any experience that happened there or just the upsetting nature of just being there was, was enough? Well, you know, astounding tombs and the graves. And, okay. Trivia, uh, you may or may not ever encounter it, but when you see a crusader's graves, a grave, uh, many went to the uh, Holy Land and many stayed behind as administrators. Do you know how you can tell which ones stayed behind? How? Okay, their tombs, if their legs are next to each other, they never left England. Hmm. If they're crossed, they went to the Holy Land. Interesting. And what was their reasoning yeah, for doing Yeah, what was the that? drive behind that? Yeah. Just so you could identify who was doing what. Hmm. Even though, I mean, like, were the the graves ever intended to be visible at that time? I mean, I guess maybe there's no knowledge know. of that. Yeah. That's a good question. Cause that's, that's interesting that they would even think to do that. Cause I don't, I mean, I wouldn't bury somebody and think that, Oh, somebody's going to come back and want to see this, but I guess maybe, maybe it's a connection with whoever their God is to see it or something. Maybe. Well, the tombs are highly protected. You're not even allowed to touch them. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't take much, you know, oil on your hands and such mm -hmm. to uh, have an impact on that cheap marble. Right. So-called marble that was used to produce the tomb tops. Mm -hmm. But just, I mean, the history there. We're looking at people that went to murder Muslims in 800 AD. Yeah, yeah. So it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So back to that, that I didn't know if you were leading to something with the, the exorcist house. I know you said you were not really other than getting to go. The only, you know, I, like I said, I'm not permitted to tell you which the real one is. Yeah, of course. And the course. only piece of that that is left is in the city museum. I was going to mention that the, uh, the cross that was on top of the house is, uh, at the city museum on top of the hospital yes yeah yeah where is it it's on like the third floor uh there's a wall of i'm, I'm pretty sure if i recall correctly mm. there's like a wall of mirrors or like a wall okay. of crosses that's just on the wall i've never i didn't even know that, that yeah was and i remember going there one year and after watching like a documentary on the exorcist house yeah obviously it might have been not the actual one yeah but yeah uh i remember they were like yeah the only the cross that was used and was on top of the hospital is on the wall in the city museum i wonder how it got made its way there <laughs> right because somebody bought it or something maybe well there's these little creatures oh my <laughs> wait what? What, what no i'm just being as silly as oh <laughs> you're trying you're trying to pull one over on yeah, me again again <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I was. Uh, now, the only other piece of that, two things about that film that, you know, I had very little to do with, one of which is I did meet the last living priest hmm. that was involved in that exorcism. He's in that film. Okay. Which was, and he was not normal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And we did manage to track down the Vatican seized the contents of that house. Really? And it's locked up in a vault that will not be open for another 200 years. Wow. Wow. So it was pretty serious. It wasn't just like a, like a, you know, act. Ed, Ed, Ed and Lorraine Warren didn't get to it before then, huh? Well, Lorraine Warren, as you know, was a fraud. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to ask you about that. So they're the ones who the Conjuring movies are based off of. Oh, really? So yeah. I wanted to get your take on that. So you you believe that they're... Before she died, she said, oh, yeah, we made that up, and we made millions of dollars, so everything is cool. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if but I yeah, knew that. This, this man was on the team that actually moved, seized and moved the furniture. Hmm. Wow. That's that's insane. Yeah. And, and do uh, you think he was kind of... Go on. They carried it out of the house to an aircraft owned by the Vatican. Wow. That's insane. And then it disappeared. Forever. Now, do you think he was... Yeah. Do you think he was kind of... Was he abnormal because do you think he was scarred from all of that? Or was he just kind of just a... Wonky character. uh, Yeah, a character. He was kind of pissed off because he expected more money from the operation. Oh, that makes sense. Even better. Yeah. (laughs) Adds up Hmm. in my book. So he, he was chasing the money after it, too. Yeah. In a way. It should have been big money. Yeah. 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 So nobody has mm-hmm. occupied that house since those last owners. Oh, no. No, I they didn't think so. It, and these guys live there, and they have no trouble at all. Oh, they still live there? Yeah, the second owners. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Huh. I didn't know. I thought That's... I thought they were they got out of there and were done with it, but. No, they decided, you know, this is a really cool house. We got it cheap. No yeah. big deal. Good for them if they haven't had yeah. any issues. Yeah, especially if they haven't had any issues with it. Yeah, that's super cool. So, but any other stories of anything happening to you that was just that you know? I mean, maybe not to you is crazy, but to other people might jump out and as as something just super out of the ordinary that happened to you. Well, theaters are always cool. I just like theaters and the stuff, you know, at the Fox and stuff like that. Although the Fox is so money driven, yeah, that the really cool things you may or may not get to experience. Right. Um, the Esquire Theater, which is gone through so many changes, that's a tough call. I just like theaters. You know, there in a theater, there is always what's called the spirit light. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Uh, No, I don't, actually. Um, Live theaters, especially, they always have a light that is never turned off. Hmm. Hmm. And that's to uh, keep the ghosts under control. Really? (laughs) To, like, appease them? Yeah, why? And why is a 
a theater such a hop in place for ghosts? Well, think about the egos and the, the people and all the stuff that's gone through any theater you can think of. You know, put five people in there doing Hamlet. You're going to get a lot of egos there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and uh, the spirit light, and that's a tradition that goes back. Who knows? To the Globe Theater. <laughs> the Globe Theater with, uh, the, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just yeah, you know, joking about no, it. No, that's, that's reasonable. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's a tradition that goes back as far as I'm aware of. Yeah. So, huh. My favorite theater, my favorite theater story that has no nothing to do with ghosts is uh, I was doing a show at, at the uh, Royal Opera House in Belfast, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the biggest theater in Belf in uh, basically in England, and we used all this really cool, very sophisticated wireless stuff, you know, and all that, and uh, I wasn't on stage the whole time, but. Um, I had to go pee and the restrooms were on the third floor mm-hmm. and I forgot to turn my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> so they, was, uh, they heard you. Yeah. yeah. Talking to this guy here. Yeah, man. I don't remember exactly what I said, but yeah. it went out over through the entire audience. <laughs> yeah. Well, that should be on the sound people's fault. Cause I did. Yeah. He did sound. Uh, yeah, and I, did, I did acting. We went to high school together, and I was the 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 sound technician all four years. So we would have to turn their mic. Like you know, we would give them like they would have to give us at least ten to twenty seconds of silence. But after that, it would be on us to turn them off. You know. Yeah, I think they thought it was funny. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's see how long this guy goes till he realizes his mic's still on. Yeah, which he never would if it's on the third floor. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Well, listen, I have so much more that I would love to ask you and, you know, Gavin and I would love to ask you. So like you said, let's, let's definitely, we'll set up something to, to film one of these tours. Um, you know, like you said, not, it won't be the whole thing, but we'll cut it down and we could do something with that. Um, and then we'd love to have you on again at some point to talk more, you know, maybe after the tour post tour, we can do another episode if you're interested, but well, I appreciate you so much for I am coming setting, on. I'm setting up a recording area right now. Okay. Get off my butt and yeah. sweep up the kitty litter. Um, maybe I could do essentially a seance. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So, Let's do it all. Yeah. I We would love to do that. Yeah. That would be super interesting. So we can... You know, we'll we'll definitely we can talk more about that. Let's you know email back and forth, and we can let's let's definitely set something up for that. I'd you know I'd be interested. I'll in do that. something about my shiny forehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it looks whenever I'm on Zoom too. Yeah. So we just got we have a studio light in here. Yeah, we're super so we're shiny. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am setting up a, a little recording area over there, but uh, yeah, I, I'm serious. I just need to get it out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Get yeah. the lights up and get cameras over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let us let us know. We'll we'll keep in contact about it, that. It'll be a three camera setup, you know, okay. straight on and above, and so you'll be able to see. Yeah, like that'd be awesome. Are my you... cute little card trick wouldn't be near as deceptive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. 
I'm serious. That particular thing, it's uh, it's famous, but not well known outside of magicians. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I, yeah, I, I have no connection yeah. to magicians that I'm way I, over my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh man, I just talked to this ghost guy, and <laughs> man, there's these ghosts here, and we do this, and you know, make a big deal about how the spirits are communicating. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be it. We'll the do a clip of that. Thing is once you make the cut, a minute or more, so people forget mm-hmm. what you did. Yeah. You got to talk to them to get their it's mind off. Time it. misdirection. Yeah. So how can um how do people book you uh, or book a tour through you? Uh, stcharlesghost.com. There's the book. Um, the book is like really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, I'm gonna. I was telling Gavin I'm gonna buy my own copy so I can I can read it because. I, I wanted to before, but I just ran out of time to, but I'm definitely going to definitely gonna purchase it. Is that, where can you purchase that through? Is there just a link on your website for that? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's a real book. It's not self-published. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Do they still exist? Yeah. yeah they yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Back of my van is co- always cool. Yeah. <laughs> an through, yeah. Yeah. So that's how people book your tour. Um, anything else anywhere else people can find you anything about your, uh, your, your, your group that you were talking about that we can look into other people can look into to find that. That's, um, that's a bit nebulous right now. And, uh, again, if you go on the ghost tours right now, you have to have patience with me. I am not fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I still have some trouble walking and, uh, I'm hoping that I can get through this without back surgery. Mm. You know how it is. You get your car fixed and that uncovers eight other problems. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You know, this is the first time in a long time I have not been in pain. Mm. But good. now I have trouble walking. Right. Yeah. So just keep it that way. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but the tour is designed for limited mobility and there's plenty of places for me to sit down. So everything is cool. Oh, good. Sweet. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This was, you know, blew my mind in in many ways I didn't expect. Um, But let's definitely keep in contact and we can uh, figure out something to film the tour and the seance and stuff. With your permission, then I'm going to do what I can to actually set up a a seance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's definitely keep in contact with, with all that. I, you know, I, I'd love to do that. I think that'd be yeah. really interesting to for sure to capture that and everything. And um, as soon as this goes up, I'll I'll email you links over to it so you can you know post it wherever you want to or however sure. you want to do that. So yeah, well, thank you, Doctor Henry. I appreciate you being on and yeah, absolutely uh, being patient with the the Zoom crashes and everything. I've seen worse. <laughs> well, that's good. As long as we're not the, the worst, worst, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> All right, have fun. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye, bye.